Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Today is June the 9th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, at the time of this recording, 1.99 million cases confirmed. 112,000 deaths. 527,000 recovered um no new symptoms um most of your major cities are opening up um new studies show that shutdowns save lives and prevented infections um but with reopening cities isn't that going to go up just for the simple fact that there's no cure, there's no vaccine, there's no tapering off of the virus. Um, so, um, like I've been saying the whole time, the last three or four months, come up with your own game plan to combat this thing, vitamin C. Um, and inhaling steam to keep your nasal passages and your lungs clear of uh, any germs. Um, I would do that on a daily basis. Um, and just try to eat healthier, give your body um, better things to uh, combat respiratory and flu-like uh, viruses. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for the coronavirus rant. Um, you know, no, no new news to report besides, uh, just the numbers going up. Um, the second leg of the first segment, racism. Um, it's not going anywhere. And for the longest time in this country, we have downplayed the effects of racism um you know i'm not a racist per se i don't hate people because of the color of their skin but you know black people were taught in grade school that white people are the greatest thing ever and black people were just slaves I mean, it's facts. Look, look in, in any of your old social studies books. You know, they even tell us that Jesus Christ is a white man, but he came from the Middle East. I mean, it's just. You know, it's just brainwashing. And, you know, that's really where the whole racism thing started was pretty much the beginning of time. Some white guy, some white people just decided that, hey, we have to elevate ourselves and this is how we're going to do it. And it just spread out throughout the course of history and throughout humanity. 
and um you know i can't say um enough about how uh the millennials have really taken charge of this this issue and um you know bringing it to the forefront um you know you just can't say enough about it um we have to get to a point and i don't know if it'll be reached in my lifetime but at some point in history we have to get to a point where everybody has an equal shot at everything nothing is based on the color of your skin um and maybe one day that'll happen um things have improved a little bit over the last 400 years a little bit but not to where it needs to be um I really can't think anything think of anything else for the racism part of this first segment. So let's move on to police brutality. Okay. Um I seen on the news yesterday that the uh city council president in Minnesota is thinking about just completely doing away with the police department in Minnesota. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you need some law and order. Okay, you need a lot of law and order, but just when cops step out of line, there has to be severe punishment to get these guys to comply. You have to have body cameras that they cannot turn off. Once they come off the charger, they're on. Okay. If a cop has to use the bathroom, he just takes it off and puts it face down. And he just tells the camera, hey, I'm using the bathroom. So, you know, I think you have to get to that point. Um, you know, who's policing the police? That's that's really the question. You know, I'm assuming that every police department has an internal affairs division. And, you know, they're they're not doing their job. But look how long this dude Chauvin stayed on the on the um, police force doing the things that he was doing. I mean, we're talking about basically a 20 year career where he was, you know, beating people up. And we only know of was it 12 incidents? We only know of 12. I'm going to say he probably got hundreds. Any any person that can feel that comfortable having their knee on a person's neck and look into the camera and just be like, what's up? Is there is, you know, this is just the norm for me. This is thing called positional asphyxiation. And if you hold a person down too long, they can suffocate. And obviously the Minnesota, the city of uh, Minneapolis. um, I said Minnesota earlier, Minneapolis Police Department. That city hasn't taught their police officers about positional asphyxiation. Um, 
so I mean I learned about that 12 years ago in my line of work so um you know restrain a guy um whether resistance is still going on or not get him up on his feet so he can breathe there's no need to keep him pinned to the ground when uh he's handcuffed behind his back get him up so he can breathe and then do what you got to do as far as getting him to an area where he can no longer harm other people or himself and that's pretty much it um but even even as people protest throughout the world police brutality is still going on I mean, everybody has seen the video where the 75-year-old guys getting got pushed up in Buffalo, New York. Everybody's seen that. 75 years old. Was there really a need to push him? And then the sick people up there applauded the officer who did it and supported him. This, this country is crazy, man. This is just a sick country that we live in that applauds that. Like, how can you support something like that? How? <laughs> how can you support something like that? I just don't get it. Um, you know, another thing going backtracking a little bit to the to the racism thing. You know, it's a lot of I'm black. I've said that plenty of times. There's a lot of black people in this country that are Uncle Toms. Right? They they undercut other black people just for entertainment. And now they're trying to hop aboard the Black Lives Matter movement. No, be who you are. You know, if you've been, you know, snub nosing black people your whole life, just continue to do it. Don't switch up now. That's that's what I can't stand. A person that's not going to be who they are under every circumstances. They're just going to change up. I, 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 I wanted to say this in an earlier episode, but I forgot. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Be who you are. If you if you're pro black. Great. If you're Uncle Tom, be that. That's fine. Um, going back to police brutality. Um, it's not going anywhere. I mean, like I said, this thing has been going on since really black people came to this country. And it's just ingrained in society when two white people can go and gun down two white citizens of the state of Georgia can just go and gun down a black man. And there's. There's just like, you know, there's video, there's everything. It's crazy. You know, when a, when a white guy can put his knee on a black man's neck and the citizens don't have the power to stop it. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, if, if the citizens feel like that the cops are using excessive force, give the citizens the power to stop it and not be held, you know, criminally uh, responsible because. I, you know, the people that were recording that could have stopped it, but they were probably afraid of being arrested. 
Um, so police brutality ain't going nowhere, man. You know, unless there, the, this country is ready to invoke some serious penalties for excessive use of force, which I don't think is going to happen. It's here to stay. And the only reason why it's relevant now is because of smartphones. If there were no smartphones, it would be an afterthought. You know, we wouldn't have known anything about Rodney King basically 30 years ago if it wasn't recorded. That would have just been something that was swept under the rug. So that's going to do it for the first segment. Let's move on to happier stuff. All right. Um, I watched uh, Bumblebee the other day. I've seen it a couple of times, but it just made me think, okay, let's rank the Transformer movies. And obviously, Transformers 1 is the best one. Bumblebee is number two. Revenge of the Fallen, number three. Dark of the Moon, number four. Last Night, number five. Age of Extinction, number six. Okay, the last three, or I should say the last two, really the last four. Eh, I didn't like. All right, Mark Wahlberg is my guy. One of my favorite actors. But he sucked in these movies. I'm just going to say it. He's, this, that's just not his thing. Like Spencer Confidential and things like that. That's his thing. You know, The Departed. Shooter. Um, Survivor. Things of that nature. That's his thing. Transformers? Nah. That's really not his thing, in my opinion. Um, maybe if he was playing one of the military guys, I could I could see him, you know, as being a, a asset to this movie, but or this franchise, but just as like the guy that's with the Transformers, nah. Um, Transformers One was the best one, man. I, you know, I, out of the whole movie franchise, I just don't like how they designed the Transformers. I don't like how they didn't stick to the script in terms of the cartoons. I don't like how they did the Matrix. Um, and I just, if they're going to reboot it, just, you know, Bumblebee was more in line with the cartoon in terms of the looks and everything the color schemes everything and i just don't like how they introduce new transformers like just just stick with the guys that were in the cartoon man is it that hard can i get one movie like that You know, every director has to put their spin on everything. It's just like you can still put your spin on it and still be true to the cartoon. You know, that's what's going to bring in the. um, You know, the hardcore fans. Um, But again, Transformers one is number one. Bumblebee number two. Revenge of the Fallen three. Dark of the Moon, four. The uh, Transformers Last Night, number five. Transformers Age of Extinction. 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 If I'm (laughs) 
Don't sound like I'm saying it right. Extension. Extinction. Okay. Is number six. So let me know what you think about that. Moving on to the Florida State stuff. Third segment is entitled, Will Marvin Wilson be a first-team All-American? I hope so. He's got first-team All-American talent. And I think with the defensive line rotation that hopefully we're going to have, he doesn't, because he would play great for the first half, and then the second half he would be out of gas. So if you can get a rotation going, I think you're going to get more big plays from Marvin Wilson. And um, thus putting him in a better position to uh, be on that first-team All-American team. Um, Again, he stepped up last week when Mike Norvell basically lied to the media, to the world, about the uh, George Floyd racism, police brutality situation. And um, I can't say again how... how, um, proud of of him that I am that he stepped up and called the coach out um but um I hope he has a great year I hope he goes on to greater things in the NFL I appreciate him coming back to help this program get back to where everybody wants it to be and um you know just a tremendous asset to this uh to that university to the football team, to the community. And, um, you know, I just hope that everything goes well for him in his next phase of his uh, this. I hope everything goes well for him this season and then after the season when he goes to the NFL. Um, So moving on to the next segment, ranking the cornerbacks, including transfers. Um, Miko Dotson led the nation in interceptions last year. I realize that this was Conference USA, but still, you know, I watched some of his tape on YouTube, and he's a player. He's a player. 5'11", 195, that's quote-unquote big corner. Um, so we just get him for one year, and I'm cool with that. I think he's going to help us tremendously. He's a tremendous upgrade over Stanford Samuels. And um, we'll see what happens. Um, Travis J, Ultra Athletic. Miko Dotson, number one. Travis J, number two, Ultra Athletic Corner. Ultra Athletic Talent. Couldn't play last year because of academics. Um, I haven't heard anything thus far about his academics being an issue, so I assume that he's going to play this year. So, Travis J, number two. Asante Samuel, number three. He, um, some some people are probably going to say he should be ranked higher. I don't think so. Um, most of his career, he's been cinnamon toast crunch. So, it is what it is. Uh, Akeem Dent was in position to make a lot of interceptions last year. He just didn't make them. So, that tells me that the talent is there. He just needs to uh, make the play. That's it. Uh, Isaiah Bolden, uh, super fast, big corner, uh, needs to work on agility, um, but I think he can be a player also. Renardo Green might have the second best backpedal out of this group. 
Okay, he's a big guy too in terms of his height. He needs to put on another 20 pounds and get up to about 185, 190. Then he'll be a player. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee, long arms. Um, he's going to be a player too. Um, we've got some freshmen. Uh, as I've said before, I don't, I don't look at freshmen. I don't rank them until they've been on campus for at least one season. So, but I think Miko Dotson is going to be the number one guy in the, in the clubhouse. I think you put him on your best receiver and see what happens. And kudos, kudos to the coaching staff for getting him and realizing that Asante Samuel couldn't assume that number one status. He's a number two corner, and um, that's when he's having a good game. All right. Final segment for this episode. The fans want James Blackman to be the guy. I think everybody does, man. Everybody's been pulling for JB his whole career. And now, I mean, it's his time, man. You got to get in that playbook. And you have to make up in your mind that I got to get the ball out of my hands as soon as possible. I've said this every time I've talked about James Blackman. I'm going to continue to do so. You have to make up in your mind that I have to get the ball out of my hands as soon as possible and get it into the hands of playmakers because my offensive line stinks. Okay, I'm I'm basically slew-footed. I can't run. So if the if the if the um if the pass is the if the play isn't there, throw the ball away. Live to fight another down. Your defense is going to be very good. From just the defensive line talent they've added, a little bit of linebacker talent, and the secondary talent that they've added. So your defense is going to be very good. So there's no harm in, okay, throwing the ball away, punting, and playing defense. All right. Um, I, that's the only thing I can think of for James Blackman. He has to study film, get better awareness, um, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Don't always try to throw deep to uh, to Maury and Terry if it's not there. And I don't think it's going to be there this year just for the simple fact that teams are on to what Tamori and Terry does best, and that's go deep. That's why I said I, if I was Tamori and Terry, I would reach out to Julio Jones, a big receiver, a Terrell Owens, a Chad Johnson, and learn how to run routes. Instead of just being just doing the go route stuff. I think if he ever gets the whole route tree down, you're gonna have something special, man. Um, but JB, James Blackman. Get the ball out of your hands. Learn how to read coverages. Throw the, throw the ball away when it's not there. And I think he'll be all right. Um, he needs to put on more weight, obviously. And then we'll see what happens with him. Um, so that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, be safe. Be kind. Be courteous. Um, do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. And as always, go nose.